Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. In this episode of Plant Medicine Transmissions, we're going to continue uh, this series of questions for oneself before signing up for a ceremony or retreat. In the case of a single ceremony, am I willing and can I set aside a minimum of 12 hours before and after the ceremony without social, personal and professional commitments of any kind so that I can mentally and emotionally prepare for the ceremony and have a minimum of time afterwards to begin integrating it with ease? This question speaks of the importance of offering this process and ourselves as we engage in it enough time, enough free time to actually unwind before the ceremony, to prepare mentally and emotionally, as well as setting aside enough time afterwards so that we can start integrating the experience with ease. This question speaks of something very important. Plant medicine is not just about being under the effects of these plant medicines. The process of drinking plant medicine starts the moment we entertain the possibility of signing up for a ceremony or retreat. It starts right away with all sorts of concerns, of fears resurfacing, oftentimes also self-sabotaging patterns in order not to show up for our own healing. As the experience starts long before any effects of the medicine take place, it also lasts long after the effects of the medicine have subsided. In the hours, days, weeks, months after a ceremony or retreat, there is an important part of this process that begins, that unfolds, that is about integration. For me, integration is the most important part and most valuable part of this process so that the benefits that we experience during and shortly after the experience can actually last and become part of our lives. For this reason, in my ayahuasca ceremonies, after we close the ceremony, I keep the ceremonial space completely silent and invite people who wish to speak, to socialize, to leave the ceremonial space so that the people who are still under the effects of the medicine can continue their process. But also because for me, the time, the hours after a ceremony are a very important part where I start integrating 
my own experience. And I find that that time by myself in quiet to be most beneficial and therefore recommend it to everybody. Setting aside enough free time the day after a ceremony is also most important. On the one level, it's important to get the needed rest and uh, it's important to have enough space and time for ourselves to reflect upon uh, the experience we've just had. If we go back to our daily lives, to our commitments, we are most likely to miss this important time with ourselves and with the insights that we have received from the previous night or day's ceremony. I have spoken in previous episodes of Plant Medicine Transmissions about Aini, about reciprocity. So that offer of time and attention to the process either during the ceremony with the medicine and with ourselves afterwards is most vital and it's always very, very well rewarded. The next question is, am I willing to be offline and off the phone for the entire duration of the ceremony and possibly a few hours before and after? This question is a continuation of the previous question and it's about setting up enough time for us to be with ourselves and with our process. And it also speaks of making sure that we don't have any commitments so that our attention can be focused completely on the present moment rather than say right after the ceremony having to deal with some business, making some uh, conversation, making some communication by phone or otherwise. Personally, I strongly recommend that people do not make any phone calls, do not make any sorts of communication with people that were not part of the ceremony until the following morning after breakfast. This is because after the ceremony, we are still with the medicine whether the effects have subsided completely or partially. The process keeps unfolding. We don't really want to call our partners or parents and share our experience, even if it's about telling them wholeheartedly how much we love them. We are still altered. Therefore, it's important to wait until we become sober completely again, which is why waiting until the following morning after breakfast when we feel a little bit more grounded is a good and safe uh, recommendation as far as I'm concerned. 
being offline and turning off the phone on the day of ceremony is also a wonderful way to prevent any surprises. Many times people don't follow this piece of advice and on the morning of the ceremony they read uh, some message, some news that upsets them, that requires their immediate attention. And I feel that, at least as far as I'm concerned, the ceremony, the process begins already in the morning after we finished our breakfast. When we start our period of fasting, that's when the ceremony already starts. And that process will continue until the following morning when we break our fast again. The next question is, what are the reasons for my wish to join this ceremony or retreat? It's important to be aware as much as possible of the reasons why we do anything and even more so the reasons why we engage in such a powerful process. So you may want to take some time and even pen and paper to list all the reasons and then see whether these are good enough to sign up or not for a ceremony or retreat. For instance, you may find that one important reason for joining a ceremony is that you are a little bored or lonely. If that were the case, you may want to invite your friends over for dinner instead. Or if you're still intending to join this experience, you may actually bring these themes of boredom or loneliness to the ceremony. It is important to remember each time that these medicines are not created in a laboratory, but they're actually coming from plants, plants that give of themselves for us, for our own growth and healing very generously. However, these plants take years to grow. It takes years to cultivate them, to harvest them, to prepare them. So this is about letting go of our consumeristic attitude and uh, believing that everything that is available to us just pops out of nothing. As more and more people all over the world feel cold to this process, the theme of uh, sustainability is very important. Therefore, I invite people to look before each ceremony and take each ceremony with the proper attention, with the proper attitude, making the most of each drop of medicine of each ceremony will result in a less need to resort to these plant medicines and to actually value each experience fully rather than taking it for granted. 
The next question is, what do I hope to receive from this experience? Asking that question is a wonderful way to actually see that maybe what we are seeking can be easily found in other ways, in which case I would forego the medicine approach. Now, more than ever, people feel the need, the desire to be in community, to be in the company of like-minded people. And plant medicine has become an opportunity to create and to nurture community. However, it's important once again to realize that these medicines take a lot of time to grow and to be processed. Therefore, if community is what we seek, we may still join a ceremony or retreat, but we may also want to start creating different opportunities, different gatherings, different times to be together and create that community that we long for. The next question is, what is my support network for after the ceremony or retreat? So this is once again about being aware that this experience has lasting effects long after the proper effects of the medicine have subsided. Therefore, we want to have a support system, a circle of friends or family that may be there to support us, to offer some encouragement. Also, as part of that support system, it's important to look in our community and see, for instance, who is a massage therapist, maybe a therapist that I can talk to and process my experience if needed or wished. At a book signing in Venice, California last year, uh, someone asked a question in regards to the legalization of ayahuasca in San Pedro. And uh, I am actually to this day still against such legalization. And uh, the reason for thinking so is that I believe that there are not enough people properly trained to lead other people through this process. But also, to this day, that there is still not enough people to support others therapeutically to help them integrate this powerful experience. Now, people are being trained. People are aware increasingly of the sometimes difficult process of integration and are offering their services to people. I encourage people who find themselves at a loss, who find themselves with lingering 
confusion to actually seek out these integration therapists as soon as possible. In my own work, we meet the morning after each ceremony for an integration session. And it is so important if someone is holding some confusion which oftentimes also speaks of a misunderstanding of their own experience. We don't want to hold on to that confusion, those misunderstandings, for very long at all. We actually want to get the clarity needed as soon as possible. Many, many of my clients have benefited immensely and have also been able to finally take a sigh of relief during and after our integration sessions because that confusion that they were carrying was finally cleared and explained and understood. This is a process that is foreign to most of us Therefore, the experience that we have can be easily be confusing. And we don't want to hold on to that confusion for long at all. The next question is, in the case of joining a group I have joined in the past, is there any ongoing dissatisfaction about such group? Are there any unmet needs that are important for me to talk about with the group, host, or ceremony leader before I join them again? Are there any projections that would benefit from some exploration before signing up? This question speaks of possible projections and judgments that we may hold against our fellow ceremony participants or leader in the case particularly of an ongoing series of ceremonies of community of plant medicine circles that meets on a regular basis. It is normal. It is actually a very rewarding part of this process that our fellow participants become the screen upon which we project our own shadow, our own stories, our own wounds. It is easy to fall into judgment and blaming of others around us. However, it's important to see that this is a healing process and therefore everything that comes up in terms of how the ceremony unfolds, the behavior of other people, including the leader, are part of this process. It is important to remember that we choose our own plant medicine circles for very important reasons, and not all of them are particularly pleasant. So it is no accident whatever happens before, during, and after a ceremony or retreat is no accident. Therefore, 
it's important to take responsibility for our own experience, for our own judgments and emotions. And at times, it's also important to voice what is happening to us with the circle at large, to voice perhaps that there is a discontent, there is a frustration that keeps reappearing, and maybe it is not really about ourselves, even though most of the time it is, but it's also about overlooked aspects of how the work is being led. Say, for instance, uh, a laxitude in boundaries, a need to exercise a little bit more discipline in preparation. As I said in the previous episode of Plant Medicine Transmission, safety is something that we co-create. And in that process of creating safety, it's important to voice our needs, to voice our frustrations and desires, as well as sharing with others our opinion in regards to how the work is being conducted so that we can create something that is strong, a strong container that is safe and conducive to the healing and the growth that we seek. Blessings.